Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new edition of the Elite Beat. It is your number one source for all the AEW news, reviews, and previews. I'm Andy, and today I am joined 115 miles to my southwest by Megan. Hello. You know, Megan, I haven't checked on that lately. I wonder I wonder if you're still 115 miles to myself. Because remember when it, like, changed by a mile? Like, for a while, for a long time, we just had it wrong, right? I just had it wrong. But then, then once we once we moved, um, then I feel like it like changed by a mile sometime since we've lived here. I don't know how physically that happens, but yeah, sure, okay. I believe we posited that your house sank. Oh, it does. It does do that. See, now I'm getting 114 miles. Oh my god, my house is sinking at a rapid rate. Oh, <laughs> that's the case. What, you know what it is, Megan? You know what it is. What? I think I think the issue is, it's, yeah, by if it's by by uh by walking, it's 114 miles, but by driving it's 115 miles. That is confusing, honestly. And by bicycle, it's 129 miles. Well, I don't have to worry. I think about either me or you walking to one another's house or biking at that distance i think cars probably the main mode of transportation it does say that it's only a 10-hour bike ride which is like you know that's like on the ridges of possibility it is um i kind of i would be curious where they took you because obviously you're not going to be biking on the highway but i don't i don't know that i'd I'd have to haul stuff up there, you know, like a backpack full of stuff. I'm not that intense of a sports person. I don't, that's, I don't think I could do it. That's true. You would need some kind of like, uh, like water or something. The giant, maybe one of those camel bags, packs or something. Um. Anyway, hey, uh, you know, Jenny's not here, uh, and we'll get into the reason why in a second. But in her honor, uh, let's do the elite beat pop of the week. All right. I have a land grant. Pool party, Pilsner, Triple P, okay. Awesome. I love their cans. They're so pretty. Yeah. They're summery. Yes. And, you know, pool party evokes summer. Yeah. Wish I had a pool when it's 90 degrees outside. But I don't. Um, you, that's, not a, that's not a box. It's not a box. I am drinking... Freelance Spirits uh, Cast Strength Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Um, It is a lady-owned and operated distillery, which I think is pretty cool. But it's one of it's what I got in my um, monthly bourbon thing. So I've already cracked into it earlier than this. But here we'll see if I can get the cap to make a noise. Hey, nice. I really like the shape of that bottle. And of course, our listeners can't see it, but it looks like, um, I don't know, it looks like something you would find in a Zelda game. Yeah, it looks like a big old teardrop. It's like a potion. I like it. Yeah. So where is this distillery? Uh, Portland, Oregon. Oh, okay. Although I you believe know- that the person who runs it was got like a... I don't know, like a whiskey li- or a license. Uh, did something in college in Scotland, so she seems oh. legit. 
Um, and I really like them. And so I think I might see if I can ship some of this to me from them in the future. I'm never sure if they will ship to Ohio, but I would love to support them. They do not have a distribution in Ohio. They don't? Or, no, I'm saying they don't. Oh, they, um, I have no idea. I haven't checked yet. But uh, it's like with wines, kind of hit or miss. Like, So I, I wonder if it's the same with... What's it I called? Assume it's called uh, Freeland Spirits. And it's Portland, Oregon. For our, all our listeners who are interested as well. This is just a whiskey? Yeah, it's just a whiskey. whiskey. Yeah. Okay. Now, are you allowed to call it call it like bourbon? Um, they do. I thought that you had to be like in Kentucky to do that. You know, if Jenny were here, she could tell us because she is the nerd that listens to all the rules about that sort of thing. I know there's like some some very like specific qualifications and i did think one of them was that you had to make it in kentucky but i don't know it says bourbon whiskey okay yeah yeah it looks like i don't know it doesn't look like maybe it's available locally but it looks like you can ship it but you're right you don't really know until you go into there and say like this is my <laughs> zip code and they'll be like no ohio beat it Ugh. it's so disappointing ohio is I don't know. I don't know how the the liquor, you know, shipping licenses work, if it's like a problem on our end or a problem on their end. But I feel comfortable saying, Ohio, get your shit together. And, you know, as a blanket statement. Yeah. Um, okay. So the reason Jenny's not here is today, uh, we, myself, Jenny, and our young daughter, Emma, who is nine weeks old today, uh, went to her pediatrician's office to get her uh, first round of vaccines. Oh. So for like the rotavirus and I don't know, there's some hepatitis shot in there and something else. Anyway, um, anyways, all, all the stuff a baby's supposed to get at two months. Sure. So, so she got that. And I'm around, so that was about, I don't know, 9.15, 9.30 a.m., by 1.30, she was completely inconsolable, screaming in pain. Um, her her uh, thighs, where the injection sites were, were uh, red and swollen. Oh. And she was uh, pale as a ghost and sweating. So, so there was a lot going on there. Um, I so, assume Jenny panicked. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we were very close to a trip to Nationwide Children's ER uh, today. Um, thankfully, uh, we called the nurse's station at our pediatrician's office and they just said, give her infant Tylenol. And we did. And 30 minutes later, she was asleep and she, she's, I don't think she's like totally over it. Like she's still kind of like whimpers every once in a while, but most of her symptoms have abated. Um, and she took a second dose of Tylenol and she can take one more tonight. And... Uh, I, so it seems like everything's okay. It was very sad to see her in such a state, but, yeah. uh, and so Jenny is just kind of feeling like she just wants to be, she just wants to be with her tonight. So, and you know, pay, pay, pay good attention to her. So that makes sense. I feel like it's not totally surprising. Something like that happens when you 
shoot a baby full of all that weird stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not anti-vax, to be clear, listeners. But, you know, it's like, it's a cocktail of, like, your body's never had this before. Get ready. <laughs> Funny you say that, Megan. I, I, I too, am not anti-vax, and I'm still not. But when I when I was watching my daughter react to it, I, I did think, like, I, I understand this. Like, <laughs> like, I can understand what can make a person feel this way. Yes, yes. But luckily, you trust in the science and know that the end result is better than yes. not having a little bit of suffering. And that's the key. I know that, yeah, like my daughter being discomforted for a few hours is better than her having the rotavirus, which dehydrates you and causes like vomiting and diarrhea in infants. So, you know, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. So anyway, not a lot of news to get into today. Just that. That was the big news. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess the the big things are... Um, AEW Fight Forever came out. Yes, and I believe you have played it. I've played some of it. I've played, um, oh gosh, probably about 10 matches. Um, all singles or three-way matches. I haven't gotten any tag teams or any of the stipulation matches. Like there's there's a ladder match in there. There's the exploding barbed wire death match in there. There's a battle royal mode. Um, but I haven't played any of that yet. Um, are you playing like story mode or are you just picking and choosing like matches that look cool i haven't yet tomorrow um i usually wrap up work about noon on fridays and so i think what i'll do with the afternoon is i'm gonna try to kind of go through the different match types and modes and play some of um the career mode because uh planning on tomorrow night recording a uh, kind of an early impressions podcast for this feed with Jason Spencer, who also uh, has the game. So we're going to kind of get into that in depth and talk about, you know, what we see so far, what we like, what we, what we, what we're not so hot on. Okay. Interesting. Um, Where have you two been able to play together? Is there an online mode? I guess is the bigger question. Okay. There is online play. Um, uh, no, we have not been able to sync up. I'm also hoping to do that tomorrow before we record so we can check that out. Um, yeah, so I guess the thing is with this game is that it is not reviewing particularly well so far. That's kind of the the big thing. Like I think the I believe the Metacritic score is like where's Where's the Metacritic? All I know is you sent me a tweet from one of our gaming people we follow, Jeff Gersman, and he did not he did not tear it apart, but he did point out some shortcomings that sounded less than ideal. Yeah. Um I thought Metacritic just gave like an overall you could just get like a score. Um well, anyway, I can't really find any. Oh, no score yet because there's not enough. Oh, it's like per platform. So there's not enough critic reviews like per, you know, uh-huh. um, that's annoying. Anyway, uh, point is um, maybe the PlayStation 5. Yes. Okay. The PS5 version has enough critic. Re- you know, I've I've realized um, fairly recently that PS5 has really won this generation. And I didn't I didn't like fully know that because both the Series X and the PS5 were so unavailable for so long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, PS5 is just kicking ass, which I guess does make sense if you consider Japan where 
you know, PS5 is going to rule and nobody buys Xboxes there. But I thought it would be closer in this country, but it's not. So, um, whatever, that doesn't matter. But point is, um, so he has a 64 overall um, meta score uh, on the PS5 version. And the, the I've read a few print reviews. I read like GameSpot and IGN and and I heard what Alex Navarro had to say on the 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 Next Lander podcast yesterday, and you know read read Jeff's thoughts. Um, and it seems to me that the consensus is that the wrestling part is fun, but that there's a good. that is good, but there is a lot of polish that was not really done on shaping up the other modes and and and, and then the kind of there's a straight up lack of other modes compared to you know the other product on the market which granted has had a 20 year head start um but yeah but it kind of sets the precedent for like like features that you'd expect and yes you know and so i i am not expert enough in the ways of game design to know how much content they can add via updates versus how much of this stuff we're going to have to wait for like a sequel to see. Mm, I would assume roster updates should be coming because it sounded like the roster was woefully out of date compared to what it looks like right now, which is understandable for how long it took to develop and get to market. Yeah. But you'd hope that you'd start getting updates on that sooner rather than later especially if they're leaving out major players i don't know if that's the case but i'm assuming new stars have sort of come up before the game you know probably could add them yeah like just for instance like the swerve strickland's not in this game and, oh you know, he's, he's been around for quite a while at this point yeah um but you know he's not in the game um there are they have announced their dlc for the next like for i guess what's considered season one because that's the thing. The idea of this game is that it's going to be an existing platform that they don't sequelize very like soon, at least. Um, it's going to be multiple seasons, and there has been some data mining done on, I think, the, the code of the PC version, I assume, that alludes to, or doesn't allude to it, like straight up says, there is going to be this mode called Stadium Stampede that takes place in a giant empty stadium and you uh and, and i'm sorry uh, we're being we're being invaded here by hi by jenny and emma baby emma just wanted to say hi to aunt megan oh hello baby she looks happy she doesn't is she drugged up is she a little stoned is that what it is that yeah, children's on, tylenol she's on some tylenol and uh she's a little milk drunk yeah well non-milk drunk how much? How much did she? Ninety milliliters. Okay, that's 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 better than you know. You got twenty more in her. That's good. Yeah, respectable yeah. old baby. Bad old baby. B O B. Milk drunk. Ugh, what a time. Yeah. Old. I told the I told the tale of woe. Ugh, it's been a rough day. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> she looks pretty happy now. Yeah. Yeah. She was not like that a few hours ago. Yeah, no one likes to get stuck with needles, Emma. It's, uh... No, oof. no. She got... inconsolably cried for, like, an hour and a half. She was, like, pale as a ghost, sweating. I told them all, yeah. Oh, my God. The swelling of the legs. Yep, told them, told them everything. 
goodness. Yeah. But yay, vaccines. <laughs> Welcome to the world, Emma. <laughs> it's a harsh place. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. Well, I'll let you guys get back to it. All right. I just want to say hi. Okay. Hi, Love Jenny. Hi, Emma. Good night. Good night. So uh, there's going to be a stadium, and it's just an empty stadium? So, it's, so yeah, it seems like there is going to be a multiplayer component to this that is their their idea for this to make money perpetually. In that it's Stadium Stampede. It's, I think it's like, I don't know how many people, maybe a hundred. I don't know. There's, it's, it's, it's a lot of, it's a huge, so it's basically like their version of Battle Royale, like their, their Fortnite. It's, it's, so it's basically good. Or do you, did you see that, um, that weird, uh, that, that Dave Lang developed a wrestling game that was like a Battle Royale, a Rumble City. Did you hear about that? I did not. Okay. It came and went pretty fast. It was pretty fun. I played it. So it was a free to play like Battle Royale, but you're like, you're all pro wrestlers and you're in this giant city. Um, it was fun, but it, it failed. Anyway, Ugh. so this is this is like this places all the wrestlers online in like you know I guess TIA Bank Field. If they, I don't know if they got, I'm guessing they didn't license <laughs> it, but just you know a football stadium. And I guess there's a lot of stuff to, to interact with and do, and like you know like you know your classic stadium stampede spots, and it's like a battle royal mode, and and they're going to be selling battle passes basically, um, like for seasons. So you get like content based on that. Interesting. It kind of sounds like wrestling meets Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, I mean, I would I would say more wrestling meets Fortnite, but yeah. Oh, I'm too old for the Fortnite. I don't play that. I know there's dances, but the <laughs> idea of having stuff scattered around that you can use that just makes me think of Super Smash oh, Brothers. Oh, yeah, I guess like... that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is not, and that hasn't even been announced yet. So they're doing it's 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 been a weird rollout with this game, um, but it's here, and I hope people are buying it just because you know I I bought it and I would like I would I would like this to work so that they can continue to work on it and improve it. Yeah, they're turning it into a platform. They sure need people to actually adopt it, or else you're gonna have yes. a platform that doesn't get updated, which is no fun for anyone. <laughs> Yeah, I want it to exist by, you know, the time, like, Black Friday rolls around and, like, you can get it for, like, 15 bucks and then you can join in on the fun, finally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. finally. It's only been out for a couple days. <laughs> yeah, but I know you ain't paying full price for a, for oh, a no. game. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I have been burned by WWE 2K whatever. Uh, and I've not bought this. I've just played them at your house and seen like this is fun for a minute. Uh oh, something bad's happening. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I said, Jason and I will get uh, more into that tomorrow night, and I will. I'm gonna have to set aside some time to play a bunch more. Um, I like what I've played so far, though. I've had I've had fun in the matches. Well, that's good. I mean, again, the wrestling component does seem like it should be the most important part of a wrestling game. So if they didn't mess that up it seems it like at least they've got a stronghold <laughs> it definitely is the, the most important part of the game so yeah so i'm glad that they it's 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 i think it's gonna be good um let's see otherwise is there anything else to talk about before we go because like not really because we you know we talked about news just a couple nights ago 
Um, I guess the other thing is, because I don't know if you made a note of it, but they did have a Grand Slam graphic during Dynamite. Yep. And so they did officially announce that. Um, so Grand Slam uh, September 20th. So, and as usual, it'll be a Dynamite Rampage taping. So I don't, they have not announced that they're going to tape Collision from there or do Collision from there, but I, I would guess they're not since they haven't done it yet. You know what I found interesting about um, Collision dates? I was, I was watching, as we were, as I was watching Dynamite last night, I was watching the, they had the, the upcoming events thing for Collision mm-hmm. and they're like flipping through them and they stopped short. The last one that they have is, Oh shoot! Let me look. Damn it! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Come on! Where, where's my Where's my calendar? This is Internet really obnoxious. No. <clears throat> this is so obnoxious, Megan. I because I have the um, the screen extended, it's not letting me have a full calendar view on either screen. That seems weird and undesirable. Yeah. Maybe, I guess I'm going to pull up my phone. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Technology. Um, yes, I believe they had through the August 19th for the dates. Oh, so like a full month off, like off of Grand, well, Grand Slam's a month out. But... Well, no, I mean, I'm not surprised that they didn't have it up through that. But like what I am surprised by is that, and I don't even want to say surprised, what I noticed is that they didn't have it for the 26th of August, which is the night before um, All In. Oh. And presumably, they're going to have to do it somewhere in England. Yeah. You right? think, or, or, you I guess, or, or, or they'll have to tape it ahead of time in the States and then fly everybody over, which they could do. But I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's probably easier just to pre-tape it, but still, it'd be kind of fun to have like a little bonus, like we're all in England, so here's, you know, it's not Wembley Stadium, but right somewhere else in England. Yeah, they're doing, um, they're actually taping Collision right now in Hamilton. Oh, well, I hope they show up for it, Hamilton. Last I saw, they got to about 3,500 tickets distributed, so I mean, that's... It's they'll at least be able to shoot it so it looks okay on TV. It's tough. It I is. Thought tough. That, I thought Hamilton did okay as an audience for Dynamite. What? I thought Hamilton did okay as an audience for Dynamite this week. Oh, last night? Yeah. Yeah. Really? I was going to ask you about that because I I thought I I, I asked se- uh, several people, several of my friends who I knew were watching the show as it was going on. Um I asked is nothing getting over on this show or is this crowd really badly mic'd? Oh, maybe I'm just thinking from the sense of like, it didn't look empty, you know? Oh, oh, okay. Like I had pretty low expectations for Hamilton because of how hard we've been hitting it with like ticket sales. (laughs) Uh, So I guess maybe I was just anticipating like, it's going to look pretty empty. And then it was like, no, there are people there. But yeah, as far as like the reactions and stuff, um, they they definitely did not stand out to me as like a hot crowd. It just was like, oh, there are people there. That's cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, then last thing, because we have been talking about ratings more lately. Um, 
<laughs> unfortunately, Uh-oh. have to talk about the dynamite rating from last night. Uh, <laughs> okay, Megan, what would you think the rating would do if you were coming off a really well-received pay-per-view and you didn't have any major competition for the night? I would think you'd do well. I thought this I thought this was gonna be like a post WrestleMania raw sort of level. Maybe Let's not like you know, like proportionally. This from Paul Fontaine of WrestlingObserver.com. Wednesday night's episode of AEW Dynamite averaged eight hundred and nine thousand viewers, down ten point three percent from last week. It's Dynamite's lowest audience total since May third, and its second lowest of the year so far. Oh wait, Megan, I see you I see you gesturing, but it gets better. In in the eighteen to forty nine demo, dynamite. Now keep in mind, I believe dynamite did a point three two last week. Um, in the eighteen to forty nine demo, dynamite ranked third on the cable charts, but they ranked third with a point two four. That's down twenty seven percent from last week, and is the lowest rating the show has done on a Wednesday night since June twenty fourth, two thousand and twenty. What? What? There what was happened? <laughs> no major sports competition. The NHL draft on ESPN topped the cable charts with a 0.25. So the the highest rated thing on cable did a 0.25. Um, Dynamite's ratings were down in every demo. The biggest decline was with We Females 12 to 34, down 33% in that demo. So it was like 0.25 for the draft. It was 0.24 for Housewives of Orange County. And then 0.22 for Dynamite. I do not understand what the hell happened. It's so weird. It now it did see it does seem like there were just a lot less people watching TV last night for whatever reason. And maybe we could just chalk this up to like, okay, what a weird rating, and then it'll like rebound next week. But this was like this was a stunningly bad rating. I yeah, I'm really surprised because Forbidden Door was getting like this is the best show they've ever put on level reviews. You'd think people would want to tune in, if nothing else, to maybe see if, like, some New Japan guys made, like, an appearance on the show because they were still in town. I don't, you know, I don't know. Like, what happened? And what would have happened last night that people wouldn't watch in TV in general? It's not like it's a holiday. No, I have no idea. Plus, I'm, I've been staying inside because of the friggin' Canadian wildfires. Yes, the air quality is terrible. Don't leave your house. That we is gonna, yeah. so surprising to me. We were going to go to the zoo tomorrow. Not anymore. Damn wildfires. Ugh. Ugh. This is bad news all around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. Again, it'll probably just bounce back next week, but it is very weird. Yeah, that's confusing. Um, I hope Tony Khan doesn't take it personally. And do something weird. Uh, but yeah, definitely would have expected more. I mean, I don't remember what all was announced for this prior to Forbidden Door weekend. Like, if you didn't watch Forbidden Door for some reason, I don't just think, not compelled by what was going to be on Dynamite. <laughs> I don't think anything was announced. Like, maybe, maybe um, Ruby versus Brit, which then didn't end up happening. But yeah. you wouldn't have known that until you were watching the show. That's true. So I don't know. That's mm, 
Okay. Wow. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> that's too bad. But hey, uh, let's talk about this uh, <laughs> this uh, poorly poorly watched show. I don't. Okay. I mean, I'm going in saying like I don't think it was like a bad show. I thought it was a good show, but again, the you know ratings are kind of a lagging indicator. It you know it could have been people didn't like last week's dynamite or something you know i guess all right well i liked it so i'm gonna try to like get past whatever happened as i said we are in hamilton canada the first ontario center it looks full they did good (laughs) with that (laughs) don't shoot the other end of the building please (laughs) exactly know where to point the camera that's fine um the show opens with john moxley taking on Tomohiro Ishii, the man who got the pin on Yuta last Sunday at Forbidden Door. Um, and also, you know, the man who was supposed to face Brian Danielson prior to that arm uh, cracking. Yeah. So it's Moxley and Ishii, and they they basically just go out there and do their best to just beat the absolute shit out of each other right from the jump. They do, they do the chops right away, which I'm like, oh, man, is this going to be another Eddie match where it's just chops until somebody bleeds? Um, elbow strikes, like, yeah, they had, they had like phases of battle. Yeah. Uh, but it all looked really brutal. Uh, and at one point Moxley, like not just him, actually, they both were like hitting their heads together. And like, obviously they weren't going full force because that's, that would be insanity. But like they were smacking heads hard enough that it, you know, that spot is what led to Shibata almost dying. And oh retiring for like five years because he is an idiot and he did go full force. <laughs> okay. Well, it was very clear that they were. And yeah. I'm not saying but that I'm a weirdo they, that needed them to. They were going hard enough for, for Mox to reopen some scar tissue on his head. Although I do think that John Moxley, you could probably like stare hard at his scar tissue and, <laughs> and burst yeah, it at, open. At this point, like how thin is that skin? Pretty thin. Come on. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was it was gr- it was gross. They got bloody, um, and they just really beat each other up hard. And then Moxley was the one who ended up winning. He he did the Death Rider on Ishii, but it took a lot. I feel like I mean, they were. It took a lot. This is like <laughs> so. I knew right away that like something was either either like this crowd sucked or they did a bad job miking the crowd because like the the forearm exchanges always get like the chop and forearm exchanges always get over. And I just wasn't hearing anything from the crowd. Hardly. It was like very, it seemed very subdued, especially for like the opener, you know, there it's not like, it's not like they were tired. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think based on, do you think it was just Mike, miking it up? I presume because they would have gotten up for something and I just never really heard it all night. Like you would hear little peaks for, for big spots, but like, I, I mean, just, I, I just think they just did a bad job with sound. Yeah. I will say I, I have to believe that just because there was a point and we'll, we'll talk about it where something big happened later and they just shot, they, they got a picture of this guy eyes bulging, just like home alone, hands to cheeks. That guy and was I, incredible. <laughs> yeah. And if that's the energy that's out there, I gotta believe people are loud, and we just weren't yeah. getting it. So I think so. Yeah. Um, another component of this match is that, of course, 
Moxley had his boys with him. You got Wheeler and you got Claudio. And about halfway through, Eddie stalks out and he's there to protect Ishii on the outside because Yuta and Claudio are naturally kind of inching closer to him. And then he just stays out there the rest of the match. And the rest of the time, they show it multiple times, Claudio dead stares at Eddie from, they're like on opposites or like, you know, not opposite, but perpendicular sides of the, the ring. And Claudio just never breaks his stare. Um, but they're respectful enough not to interrupt the match with their own bullshit. So they, they stay away from each other, but they clearly like want to fight, want to get to each other. Um, and then after the match, Moxley, like Eddie's on the, the end of the ramp just standing there like kind of jawing at claudio and like you know they're yelling at each other they can't but they're again not fighting and moxley like walks by and just hits him with his shoulder and eddie's like oh really oh really and then they start like mox is like like i don't need your help like you think i need your help and then they start like yelling at each other and then moxley leaves and eddie follows him but again no physicality that we see yet Yet. I don't want their friendship to be broken. I love it. It's a wholesome in a way, in its own way. Um, but yeah, so they, you know, they take off. Uh, then we go to Renee, who is in the parking area. She's waiting to catch Adam Cole on his arrival. And she wants to ask him about being teamed up with MJF for the Blind Eliminator Tag Tournament. Um, and luckily for her, his car pulls right up and Adam pops out and he's so happy. Like, he's very polite. He's ready to talk. And then from the other direction, this SUV flies in, almost kills them. And, and who's in it? Of course, MJF. And he he hops out and he's like, Adam, congratulations on getting sick and getting out of Forbidden Door. That's great. That was a good idea. And Adam's like, I really, I really was sick dude um and he's like very like he really got his girlfriend sick apparently yeah well they live together <laughs> yeah. uh but adam's just kind of not into this visit mjf on the other hand has kind of changed his tune now he's like a little enthusiastic about getting together as a tag team he thinks they have a lot of potential to, with their team and they could get a lot of stuff done so he suggests adam why don't you come hang out this weekend we'll get together and we'll bond Adam uh, does not look super interested in this, but he begrudgingly is like, fine, whatever. And then MJF goes, I also have made us some tag team merchandise. And what do you think, buddy? And he pulls out a shirt that says, I'm better than you, baby. Adam looks at it. He says, good God. And then he walks away. <laughs> and MJF is totally unfazed by this reaction. He thinks things are going great. So this is a tag team, guys. <laughs> I really liked this segment. I think this was the this is the kind of humor that I really like in wrestling. Um, and Jenny really liked it. And uh, I am very happy that they created merch. It does. It reminds me when um, when AJ Styles first got to WWE and he beat Chris Jericho in a match. And then they decided they were going to be a tag team. And they were they tag teamed like i think they tagged like once or twice and they put out y2aj shirts uh to buy in wwe shop 
and but it was all just to like kind of lull you into false insecurity because Jericho almost immediately turned on AJ. <laughs> but oh, I love I love that they went to the trouble to make the merch. And you know, for WWE, that's like that's more of a commitment than PWTs because it's not print on demand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what that reminded me of. And I, I yeah, I really like this segment. Uh, I thought MJF was very funny in a way that like in a different way that he got to kind of play a different side of himself than he usually does yeah i mean of course he's totally playing adam and he's going to be a real jerk and turn on him but i do like the commitment to him basically playing hey buddy love it love it we're gonna do great and i like that adam's not an idiot about this either he's like he's like he obviously knows something's up yeah he's putting up with it because he kind of has to (laughs) um so yeah and Renee also was like, oh, my gosh. But we take a brief commercial break so that Renee can go do something else. And that is track down her husband, who is still bloodied and gross from his match and is with Claudio and Wheeler, obviously. And she yells at him and is basically like, what the hell is going on with you and Eddie? This this has to stop. I hate this. Eddie shows up at this point to confront Moxley himself and He's like, what do you, like, you're hanging out with Claudio. I hate this. And Moxley shouts at him, who cares about some Chikara shit? It was 10 years ago. And I loved it. And Eddie screamed, I do. <laughs> yes. I mean, obviously. So the the hatred still burns bright for Claudio. And Renee has to separate the two of them. And Claudio looks, I think, pretty amused by all this. Uh, but Eddie, Eddie and Mox are separated and Moxley walks away and Renee just goes, Eddie, you better fix this because I'm done with it. I'm done. And he's like, ah, I'll fix it. So that's God. the state of things. <laughs> this is great too. I know. I was like, shit, Renee. This was, and this was, was this, because in my mind, this is the first time that Renee and John interacted at all on, on AEW television, right? I think so. They never have her interview him. Mm-hmm. Which is probably a smart move, but other than people being like Renee Moxley or Adam specifically saying Renee, your husband, you know the yeah. man I'm fighting. She's I don't think she's ever directly like been in the same area with him. Crack number two. Yep, Diet Coke time. Hell yeah! But I liked it. I I liked that. The, Im- the implication that this is all bleeding into Moxie's personal life, too, because his friendship with Eddie is for real. Mm-hmm. After that dramatic scene, we get a video package of Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay directly after their magic forbidden door, which means they're both bloody and gross still. And Will's got his cool belt now. Um, Kenny makes sure to say that he did not lose because of Don Callis. He lost because Will was the better man. And Will sort of not responds, but his message is like, Kenny, whenever you want to try and get the title back, I'll be ready. You know where to find me. Do you think Wembley? I think, why wouldn't you? I mean, England, Will Ospreay. It is, it would be like kind of cool, like, because. Because originally I was just thinking like, oh, they'll just like do the rubber match at uh, Tokyo Dome next year. But if you do, like, you could do like this trilogy on three different continents inside one year. That would be kind of interesting. 
That would be cool. And that may have never happened before. I'm sure Excalibur will tell us if it happens and it's never happened before. But also the idea of having to wait until next year's G1, it seems like a long time away, you know? No, it'd be for Wrestle Kingdom in January. Oh, Wrestle Kingdom. Still. Hit it in August. Why not? I think I think that's I think they're gonna do it, yeah. Cause I assume that like at least this phase of BCC versus Elite will end in Boston on July 19th. So that would free Kenny up to do other stuff again. Yeah. I would love to see it after that match at forbidden door. I'm hyped to have this feud continue and on a show that I'll actually get to watch. Can they top it or can they top themselves or should they even try? (laughs) They will try. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be a bloody mess, but they'll try. Mm-hmm. What if they just decided the tone for the third one is wacky? Let's go back to having fun, guys. <laughs> just switch switch the vibe. Ugh. Hopefully they don't, because that was a hell of a match. Mm-hmm. From there, we go to our second match of the night. It's a six-man tag where Daniel Garcia, Matt Menard, and Angela Parker take on the unexpected trio of orange cassidy vikingo and keith lee um this match is happening because after forbidden door apparently daniel garcia issued a challenge to orange cassidy and said you got no friends to help you because chuck and trent are not in canada they are out promoting fight forever uh presumably in the united states no they're in they're in france i think they're promoting that video game in france yeah Wow. Okay. I don't know if we're doing like a full European tour, but I know that I saw, I saw, definitely saw like a, a flyer for a French appearance. That, okay. Well, they're in France. That's not Canada. So the point stands. They're not there for Orange. And I guess Orange, upon learning that this is happening, he, he is told by Tony Schiavone, you got to pick, you know, your partners. And he's standing in the locker room when this happens. So he looks over. Vikingo's. Or no, Keith Lee's right there, and he's like, hey, you want to do it? And Keith Lee's like, sure, why not? And then he looks further over, and Vikingo's sitting there, and he just gives a thumbs up. And so that's how the team formed. They're it's pretty tight. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, are, they are an unlikely trio, but they did put on a very fun match against the Jericho Appreciation Society, and... You know, this was the kind of match where you can expect fun and the good guys to win and just like good feelings. Keith Lee uh, specifically pinned Daddy Magic. Um, and I, I feel like that was a good move, even though Daddy Magic's Canadian. The highlight of this match is when Daniel Garcia got on Keith Lee's back and did the dance. And then Keith Lee, like, got up with <laughs> As he was dancing <laughs> on his back. Um, there was an attempt at what would have been an incredible spot where uh, Vikingo uh, did a dive and whoever he was diving at got out of the way and Keith Lee was supposed to catch him and like, and then like, you know, throw him so- at another opponent. Uh, but they kind of messed it up, but I don't know. It, it worked out okay in the end. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I thought this match was a little messy. It was very fun, but it was messy. I do also think that um, 
Daniel Garcia's dance is getting over. Like, it's taken some time, as these things do, but I think that dance is over. I fully understand that. I I still hate it. (laughs) (laughs) It's working on me the way it's intended. I hate it. Uh, Did you notice, did you and Jenny notice that Keith Lee has lost the gray? He has dyed his hair and he has shaved the beard. Smart move. Apparently the beard shave was an accident. He was trying to trim it and just went too far. Um, So he had to go, yeah, he had to go clean shave. But I was, I I did not know about the, uh, the dye. So I'm, I'm very happy. I mean, the dye is what I'm assuming because I didn't see any gray in that hair. And I couldn't remember if he had gray in the hair or just the beard, but. He had, he had tons. He looked, he was looking like Santa Claus. Okay. Well, his hair was no gray to be seen. So I guess um, maybe somebody said Keith Lee. Apparently the elite beat two of the three against the gray. Keith Lee, you're aging yourself out of a push. Probably better self, yeah. But, you know, I thought it was fun. I like seeing Vikingo. Um, so that's it's not hard to sell me on that part. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Apparently, I mean, I, I heard a rumor that he has... An AEW contract now. That would be excellent if it were the case. I didn't know if... He's never gotten the All Elite graphic, um, but... I thought he was signed to uh, a Mexican promotion. Yeah, he's a AAA guy. Um, So I don't know if he has some kind of dual contract now or what the deal is, but but he's certainly been, you know, around more than I thought he would be, but less than I would like him to be. (laughs) Yes, agreed. Agreed. I hope I hope they um they either do a dual contract or snatch him up if he is out of contract with AAA, because that'd be great. I hope they snatch him up because the thing I'm most concerned about Vikingo is that he's going to destroy his body. Um, and he's working a lot of dates for AAA and a lot of U.S. indie dates. And I kind of want triple. I just kind of want Tony Khan to pay him enough to be like. Hey man, you'd only have to like do one match a week, and we'll, and we'll take care of you. Yeah, your yeah. style—it'd be better suited if you weren't um, destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, let's hope we see his graphic, his elite graphic soon. Yeah. Uh, but moving on. So after that match, we see a clip from the elite that was filmed earlier in the day. Uh, they are fired up after their victory at Forbidden Door, and it's to be clear, it's the Young Bucks and Adam. Um, Kenny obviously is not there. And so they're so happy about their victory that they're issuing an open challenge to any three men who want to step up the dark order roll up. It's Uno, uh, Silvers and Reynolds, Silver and Reynolds. And they're like listening to this. And Adam immediately misreads the situation in front of him. He, even though it was like completely clear what was happening, Yep. He was so, I guess, like, it didn't even enter into his head as a possibility that his buddies would want to fight him, that he assumed they were trying to lobby for the six of them to be a team in a 12-man tag. Yep. He's like, man, uh, we can see if we can turn it into a 12-man tag, uh, but that can be kind of a cluster with that many people. <laughs> and it's like, Adam. Adam is so fun. He's so... He's just so like he's so real, you know. Um, like he can he can he can play the reality of any situation. 
No matter how goofy it is. He's great. I love it. Yeah. He's yeah. such a sweet, sweet baby. Uh, but Alex Reynolds is like less nice about it. He he steps up and clarifies it for him. Yeah, uh, there's hey, no ambiguity here with Alex Reynolds. Hey, bud. Yeah, we're not your friends. We want to fight you. Uh, and he says, you know, we've been you've ignored and abandoned us for six months. So what did you expect? Adam looks hurt and he tries to make an excuse. He says, uh, you know, with this BCC stuff, I, the elite needed my help. And so I was I was over here helping them. And then he goes mean and he says, you know, what did you want me to do? Sit around and babysit you the whole time? And the Dark Order guys are immediately insulted by this characterization, as they should be, uh, and tell him that their friendship is over and they will be fighting him later that day. So we're going to get that match soon. But before we do, we hear from Renee once again. Uh, She says she is talking to Sammy and Jericho and um, she's like basically kind of asking Jericho, you're going to tap into your pain maker persona for, for the main event against Sting and Darby. You know, what are your thoughts? And he says, you know, tonight, Sting, you're getting all the time you said you wanted. And I'm going to my darkest depths as the pain maker. Uh, and in a lot of words, he basically invites Sting to do the same. Because I guess, I know Sting was like Crow Sting. But I have a hard time seeing his him as anything other than, like, fun goth dad. So, <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen Sting as, like, dark and scary. Even though he clearly was painted up to be dark and scary. Like, the Crow and the Joker at one point. Um, but I was amused by that. I, f- <laughs> I feel... A little bad for Jericho, and I shouldn't because he's a millionaire who has bad politics and uh, doesn't need my doesn't need my sympathy. He's but doing fine. <laughs> I I do feel a little bad because every time he drags out the painmaker, I just get the sense that he thinks it's like when like even even to the level of like when Finn Balor is the demon, you know, it's. Like, which yeah it's it's like oh it's this special thing that like it means i I really mean business and it's just i don't know like it's never worked for him maybe like because he did it the first time he did it was in um new japan again in a match against naito and maybe it worked there maybe the maybe the the crowd in new japan really got into it i don't remember um but i don't feel like it ever has fully connected in aew it has always looked like Tryhard. Well, that and like, like a busted Pagliacci. Pagliacci is that just like a sad clown? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, uh, and not scary, but yes, try hard. And I think part of me is like, I get that that you're like playing off the rainmaker and you're calling yourself the painmaker, but part of me is like. That's like riding coattails. That's so cheap. Like, <laughs> see, it's so it's so divorced <laughs> from that and its presentation and its like effectiveness that I don't even I didn't I forgot that that was like the origin until you just said that. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. It it doesn't work for me. I think he just puts on face paint and then does the same stuff. But maybe that's just me. Like it it does no, not like he goes not to a, you. 
different place. It's oh, here, here's a better example because, like, honestly, like as much as I like Finn Balor, it's not like the it's not like the demon thing was like the best thing ever. It, it's like in WWF when Mick Foley was Mankind and he wasn't doing Cactus Jack anymore. Every once in a while, they'd have him do Cactus Jack, and it would be like this big thing where, like, like I don't know if you ever saw the promo, but um, he was he was gonna wrestle uh, Triple H at Madison Square Garden. In like some kind of no holds barred match, and it was, it was. I think it was. Uh, I, I, I think it was no. It was going to be Mankind versus versus Triple H, and and Triple H is just kind of like. There's this promo, and Mankind's like, "Oh, I'm, I, I can't make the match tonight. I'm sorry. Uh, like, you know, I, I, uh, I'm not going to be able to do it." And Triple H is like smirking, and then and then Mix like or Mankind's like, "But I know someone who." Who, who, who will be there in Madison Square Garden and he like takes off his Mankind shirt and he takes off his mask and he's got the Cactus Jack shirt. Yes, and then, you like, showed me this. And then Triple H like fucking loses his shit and then he comes out as Cactus Jack and it, it was like a, like a total transformation, you know? I think, I think that's what he's going for. He's going for like Mankind to Cactus Jack or like normal Mick Foley to Cactus Jack and like, and what that means to an audience and it just doesn't play. No. Yeah. No. No. I mean, yeah, you're like, yes, basically when I see that, it's just like, so Chris Jericho threw on some face paint. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, so, yeah. Maybe, I, maybe maybe it works for kids the way the, the Cactus Jack thing works for me. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> maybe I'm just biased because Mick Foley sent you uh, a sweet cameo, cameo. Yeah. <laughs> where he's made up a whole song about you moving and... Uh, <laughs> I just feel like he can go to different places. He can put on different hats, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't think Jericho flows between uh, personas as easily or as differently. So, yeah. Um, look forward to that. Uh, but after that, we go back to the drama between Adam and all his friends, past and present. Um, it starts right at the beginning, before the match even starts. The Dark Order... Oh, Andy? Because it has nothing to do with anything else. Oh, okay. I did, I did notice a sign during this match. It may have even been during the entrances, so it even takes place before this. That said, Temple of Doom is the best Indiana Jones movie. Oh, yeah, I saw that multiple times. It's like, it's the third best, right? Like, <laughs> like there's not even any... Yeah. There's not even any... I mean, who knows? It might be the fourth best after this weekend. I don't know. I don't know how that movie's going to be. Um, but yeah. I the, refuse to put Crystal Skull higher than anything. Yeah. But, like, it's... I think it's crazy to say that Temple of Doom is better than either Raiders or Last Crusade. Like, I think you can have a reason... Reasonable people can disagree about which movie <laughs> is better between Raiders of the Lost Ark and Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. That's fine. I get that. Um, I preferred Last Crusade, and maybe that's a consequence of, like, you know, that, that was the one I saw in theaters, because I was finally old enough to see one in theaters, and then, you know, you got the great, like, father-son dynamic and all that stuff. But, yeah, but I totally see the argument for Raiders. The, I like I like Temple of Doom. I think it's a good, fun movie. I don't even, I'm not even, like, annoyed by Kate Capshaw in that movie. I think she's fine. Um, and I like Short Round, but that is not as good a movie as the first or the third. I'm sorry. It's a it's a Looney Tunes opinion to say that that's the best Indiana Jones. I 100% agree. I'm hey. a Last Crusade fan myself. That'll be the top for me unless somehow this weekend, I guess, 
I won't see it this weekend. But the new movie does something amazing and topples it. I doubt it will. Yeah. Last Crusade rules. Uh, you cannot beat the father-son duo. It is wonderful. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, too, am not annoyed by Temple of Doom. I think maybe culturally the Indian parts, you know, don't you, you got to be a little more sensitive. But whatever. Get past <laughs> that. Um you know, we love when he's fighting Nazis. This is, it's a little hiccup there. Uh, but I think it's funny. I think Short Round is awesome. I love their, like, relationship because this is the only time Indiana Jones is going to, like, interact with the child. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. He'll never settle down and have his own kid. Uh, well, I mean, you know, don't forget about Mutt. I don't care about Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it. But, yes, I thought that sign was, I'm like, you, you've got to be trolling, right? Somebody specific back home, you're trolling them because that that opinion is bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Now I'm so going to watch you know, all the Jones movies. That sign just set, set me off, so I'm sorry. That's fair. Um, It probably would have ruined our friendship if I had agreed with it, but luckily I didn't. <laughs> so we are not falling prey to the issues Adam is having with all his people. Um, God, poor Adam. He's great, but poor Adam. He, uh, the Dark Order comes out first, and they get in the ring, and Evil Uno immediately does the hook thing, where he just stands in the corner, does not look at the entrance ramp. Adam and the Bucks get into the ring, and Adam looks really conflicted as the Bucks are like, okay, we're gonna do our pose now, right? That's part of the entrance, and, you know, Silver's Silver and Reynolds kind of go yeah yeah go ahead go ahead we don't care and so adam does the pose but he looks he looks very guilty about it and then during the match hangman really doesn't want to fight he gets in there john i think john silver gets in uh fairly early on and he points to adam like i want him and adam gets in and fights him for a little bit but then after that he doesn't really want to get in he avoids tagging um, the young bucks are very unhappy with this scenario. And at one point he sort of jumps down as if he's going to leave, but really he's just avoiding being available to, to be tagged in. Um, and he does this until evil Uno finally is just like, I want to fight. Let's fight. And he slaps Adam in the face and demands that he fight him. And so this fires Adam up, but, uh, his hesitation comes back near the end when the young bucks set up John Silver for the buckshot lariat and Adam's just like, he takes a beat to think about it, and it's too long because when he goes for it, Silver dodges. But then, shortly after that, the Bucks get Silver, and they do the, uh, oh my gosh, the... BTE trigger. Yes, my brain, it shut down. They do that, so Silver's weak, and then they pick him up and set him up for the Lariat, and this time, Hangman hits him with it. And he gets the pin, and then he immediately crouches down and is like... Presumably saying he's sorry to Silver, like he's like holding his head and he's just like he does not look happy he won. Um but yeah, it's 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 devastating for poor hangman. They did a good job because I they they did I don't know if they made me fully buy it, but they did a good enough job with hangman's reservations and hesitation that I think that some people in the crowd did buy the silver near fall on, on hangman there near the end. Yeah. I, I was like, Oh, if only son, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think Hangman's going to get pinned and the elite are going to lose to the dark order, but yeah, 
emotionally. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I could almost see it if it were like a if it were a trios match and they were like was like kind of like a title eliminator match or something. So, um, but yeah, just the situation wasn't right. Here's the other thing. This is another like thing where I just I have a sense that the crowd was poorly mic'd. There was murmurings and chanting for Evil Uno when he was on the apron, but it wasn't that loud. And I was surprised. I was like, you know, I know he's not like a major character, especially at this point, but they are in Canada and he is the only Canadian in this match. And, and then he, he did tag in finally and the, and there was a pop, but it was, it was less than I would have expected. Yeah. I definitely heard the, we want Uno chance. It was like, Sorry, Reynolds, but Alex Reynolds started the match and right from the beginning, the We Want Uno chance started and I felt a little bad. But yeah, I figured they're in Canada. He Yeah. That makes sense. But you yeah, you're right. Relative to other crowd noises, like the chants were not as loud as you'd expect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like oof, Adam, tough time. They they had a match. Uh, I guess it was competitive in the sense that it took. It was a. I feel like it was a decent length of time, but the Dark Order could not get it. The Elite win. Adam looks conflicted and you know sad about what he did, but he can't even grieve or try to make things better because right after they win, those BCC boys they run out and they start attacking the Elite and they don't mess with the Dark Order. Because they just kind of walk away. They look back at Adam and they're like, yeah, sorry, dude. And they just kind of walk away. Um, Eddie runs out to help them, but Claudio and Yuta take him out. And then while they're doing this, Moxley kind of does the same thing Evil Uno was doing. He goes over to the corner and he doesn't look. Uh, he doesn't watch it happen. But, you know, th- it is still happening. And Adam gets busted open and then he sort of... <laughs> is so pathetic he just lays on the side of the ring that the ramp is on and he sort of sadly pleadingly looks up at the ramp at the dark order as they're walking away like they're backing away and they're just like cold as ice just leaving him there uh he looks devastated and then moxley gets on the mic and he's like it's time to end this thing with the elite we've we've done a lot guys but we need to end it and so july 19th in boston Blood and guts. It's happening. Kind of a hat tip to Regal there too, the way he announced it. Yeah. Oh, Regal. Yeah. Um. Is hey, it Regal? Regal could Regal could have stayed if he wanted. You know, there was. I mean, I think they everybody wanted him to stay, except for him. So. <laughs> uh, I know. I miss him. But uh, with this timeline, this is definitely a a Danielson is not going to be around. Probably just on commentary timeline. You think? Maybe, maybe commentary. Yeah, uh, I mean that's that's like well, that's a few weeks from now, so he might be okay to fly at least by then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I, I, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine he's gonna actually wrestle on that show. <sighs> Too bad. But we've got we've got enough people to do it, so they're gonna do it. And I guess with that, we will we will end this current arc, as you said, with the elite. And the BCC. Um, so after that, after all of that drama, we get a. Oh. No. Okay. After all that drama, we get a quick promo video package for the men's Owen Hart Championship Tournament. 
Um, there are three tournament matches on this week's collision, as I think we've talked about before. And so each person in those matches gives a quick blurb about why they want to win. Obviously, we've got Samoa Joe, Roderick Strong, Powerhouse Hobbs, Dustin Rhodes, Juice Robinson, and Ricky Starks. They all just say, like, a quick thing. They all think they're all going to win. So, you know, we'll see on collision. We'll get results for basically all of the first round <laughs> on Saturday. Yeah, and I, and I guess... Um... Next week, they are presumably they're going to do that. They're going to make up the Ruby Soho Britt Baker match. Yeah, I think they actually did announce that they moved it. I'm assuming Adam seemed to recover fairly quickly, or at least recover enough that he's showing up on tapings today or yesterday or whatever. So, um, hopefully, Britt will be back with no issue. Uh, but speaking of Adam, um, we cut back to him. He's waiting by MJF's car wondering where he is like you know he said he would be here come on man and roderick walks over he gives adam a bro hug and he says dude you can't trust mjf and adam just goes yeah i know like it's fine i'm just gonna play him and roderick goes be careful man he can just watch this back and at this point mjf rolls up and he says hi generic white guy to roderick which i loved very fun <laughs> yeah and then he's like, come on, Adam, we got to go. We're going to go bond. And Adam, Adam's like, oh, okay. Okay, man. And he goes, I just can't, you know, what do they expect me to wrestle and be here for the whole show? I don't think so. Uh, so MJF gets in the car. Adam looks at Roderick. He's like, he's not going to watch this back. And then he gets in the car with MJF and they, they leave. I, that, that to me was like chef's kiss. Like, because, you know. We, we have complained in the past about, like, like why would you scheme and plot on the air? Because, obviously, your opponent's going to watch it. But they have a built-in they have a built-in built canon for why he wouldn't know. Because, A, he doesn't watch the show because he's not that interested in it. And, B, MJ has a scumbag and doesn't have friends, so he doesn't have anybody who would tell him about it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He can't be troubled. So it's fine. Very, very good. <laughs> Thoroughly enjoyed. I can't wait till we get highlight reels of whatever they did to Bond this weekend. Uh, okay, so that was great. Let's take a hard 180 and go back to the ring where we are going to hear from Jungle Boy, the traitor that caused an end to Jungle Hook at Forbidden Door. Uh, you can tell he's a bad guy because he's wearing a distressed leather jacket and aviators and a black shirt. So... <laughs> pretty bad guys what he actually is is just a caricature of what he thinks a bad guy should be uh he gives a promo that is just like have you seen a movie in the 80s and seen the bad guy that's what he sounds like he talks about getting a fat check and quote banging the hottest bitch in the building which i was like anna J, you should slap him that is disrespectful. Yeah. Um, interesting thing about that. Uh, I did not know this until today, actually. But was it? Where's it? Was it on Instagram? Oh God. 
Sorry, I messed this up. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm curious. I can't wait to see you turn into Jenny and be like, I've got the hottest Instagram news. Oh, I do. I do have hot Instagram news. Um, I'm scared. Oh, okay. It was, it was uh, Sky Blue on Instagram posted, LOL, nah. Uh, and then a picture of her next to apparently her new guy, Kyle Fletcher. What? So I didn't know that she and Dante had broken up. I didn't either. I mean, I didn't know they were together, except you, you watched Ethan Page's vlog. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right? I guess get a girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. I need a gossip column for AEW relationships. I love it. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing you could do, Megan, seriously, you could, like, create a an AEW burner Instagram and just follow every single person and then just see when they like, you know, post photos with their significant others. That's true. That's a lot of effort, but maybe I, maybe I could. I'll, I'll consider it. At least the young people, you know. <laughs> like, oh god, yeah. I mean, you know, I need to follow like Dustin Rhodes and know what he's up to. No, I don't care who he's dating unless he pulls a Christian and has an affair with Britt Baker, but, you know. <laughs> I feel like I'd hear about it. <laughs> okay, so wait. I guess good job, Sky Blue, for being like, I'm the hottest bitch here. But either way, Jungle Boy, what a what a dumb promo. <laughs> um, he he says all that, and then he sort of pivots to I don't know, like a less offensive thing, and he says he asks the crowd, like, did I turn on Hook? really or is it actually that everyone turned on me and he calls hook an entitled second generation star who's dangling his championship in jungle boy's face and then like seconds later says you know the company doesn't recognize that title and so i don't recognize hook um which is like okay but did you are you jealous of the title but they don't like but you don't value it like i don't know and then he says you know hook loves this it means the most to him so i'll that's why i'll take it from him not because the title means anything but just because i want to take that joy from him and at this point hook shows up to basically murder jungle boy jungle boy knows what he's working with and he rolls out of the ring books it through the crowd (laughs) and heads backstage again hook follows closely behind taz is like oh jungle boy is going to get murdered and then we cut to backstage where jungle boy barely leaps into the back of a car and peels out before hook can grab him um but clearly hook's pissed so jungle boy learning his skills from christian i think is what i'm saying do you think it's possible that this promo is so bad because he's doing some kind of like meta thing on what it means to be a modern heel you know what I, being totally honest, I truly thought, what if he reveals that this was like a meta thing and that's the joke within the joke is like, he gets it. But I'm like, is, is Jungle Boy that layered? I mean, I'd love it if he did, <laughs> but also like, is he playing that game? I don't know. I don't either. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, uh, who can say, right? Um because it's but, like so stereotypical. Like you you have to try to be that stereotypical. Yeah, like I don't know who like if that was his idea, you would hope that somebody 
like would say like Jack, come on, like let's can we? Can Jack, we your find, father like, was an actor. Can we find like a slightly different angle on this that that isn't totally terrible? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would love for that to be the reveal. I hope so. I hope that it turns out that like Christian has been coaching him, and he kind of does a work on everyone, just like Christian did. Only instead of going from like. I've worked really hard and I'm the face then to a heel. He goes like I'm a corny, like bad heel to actually I'm really brilliant and I've been plotting this whole time. And like, here's my true character and it's not just a stereotype. We'll see. I would love if that were the case. I really would. Now that he's evil, do you think he'll like uh, hook his mom up with Christian? That should be, like, the offering he has to make to get back in good graces. Yes, like, give his mo- mom's number. Yeah. God. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, that's the state of things with Jungle Boy. Um, And I guess he's going to get new music because he's like, I'm not using that music ever again. You're not going to hear that song, people. You're not going to get any joy. So we'll see what direction that takes. After that, though, we get our women's match of the evening, and it is the replacement for uh, Ruby Soho versus Britt Baker. Instead of a Owen Hart championship tournament match, Ruby just gets to have a squash match against a local wrestler named Alexia Nicole. Um, I thought she was cute. She had, like, very, like, kind of, like, like good, like, baby face, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try energy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she totally did, which is like, oh, sweetie, honey, baby, you're going up against Ruby Soho, she's going to squash you. Um, but she, you know, that she knew what she was there for. Shoot. Uh, she, so, did like, she did like two moves, right? Yeah, it wasn't like an immediate squash. And part of that was because like Ruby did have an opportunity to pin her. And then she pulled her head up at two on the two count so that she could then apply the lock jaw. To get her to tap out. So, you know, salt in the wound for Brit. Um, Alexia Nicole disappears. The outcasts, well, no, first the outcasts get in the ring and hold her up so that Ruby can paint an L on her. But then she disappears and Ruby gets on the mic and says, thanks, Canada. You got Brit sick, so we couldn't have a <laughs> have our match. And she basically just cuts a promo on Brit saying, you know, you told me, you told me that Maybe I didn't know who I was, but I actually do know who I am, and I love who I am. I've got my friends. I'm, like, killing it. And she's just like, Britt, can you say the same? Because your fans hate you. Like, they shit on you. Uh, They don't appreciate you. So maybe you're the one who's not happy. And then she basically says, like, I'll see you next week. I'm going to kick your ass. And she's going to take away Britt's chance to be two-time Owen Hart championship winner. Basically, you know, um, I don't really have anything more to say about this. I thought it was a good promo, but it, I just thought of something for Jack. Oh yeah, okay, I'm down. Okay, so you've got to figure that <laughs> with where he grew up and what his dad did for a living, that Jack has some Hollywood connections, right? Like, not saying he's gonna like ever go like be an actor, but. He's got to know some producers, right? Like he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 
That's true. He's got to know some agents. He's got to know some producers. He's got to know. He's probably know some directors. I would love it if they did like like a, a storyline with him where he like or like his new character was like that he went totally Hollywood and you could like have him you know using his connections in real life to like become like in kayfabe like like oh here on the set of my my upcoming new action comedy or you know movie like you could be doing like taped promos from like actual movie sets and stuff and <laughs> get a b-list actors make cameos in the background just walking by hell yeah i would love that do it jack yeah i it taps into who he is you know mm-hmm. i think that'd be funny yeah hopefully hopefully he fixed something something better than what he started out as yes <sighs> okay. Um, we had our women's match. Uh, we've got our main event coming up. But before that, we go backstage where QT Marshall is with Harley Cameron and Johnny TV. And QT is talking up Johnny's debut, which I think was not as cool as Anthony Bowen saying he's gay and having the crowd go wild and chant in a positive way. He's gay. Very true. Uh, so... Uh, but Johnny TV is here, and he announces that he and QT are going to have a match against Matt Hardy and Brother Zay on Rampage. That's going to be one of his first moves. Okay. that's That kind of tells you what level they see Johnny TV at, I think, for this run. <laughs> well, you know, like he wasn't the implication last time that he kind of had like a couple matches where you thought he was doing his tryout and it didn't turn out well. And then he disappeared. I mean, yeah, but then they signed him. So, well, sign him for rampage. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, you need people on rampage, right? Yeah. Now that you can actually put people on another two hour show. And he, is, he is a fresh face. So. Yeah. And respect. I mean, you know, he does. He, he may not be as sharp as he used to be, but he does some pretty cool stuff. And when he hits it, it works. Um, but yeah, with that, we are the main event. It is Darby no, Allen. No, oh. false. False? No, like I know you don't usually cover like match announcements, but oh, we I have don't, to yeah. talk about the stupid blind eliminator tournament because like I really like this idea in theory. But so far, we know of three teams. Mm-hmm. And one of them is MJF and Adam Cole, who are feuding with each other. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, who are feuding with each other. Mm-hmm. And Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy, who are like, who have recently become like, a, you know, a t- a, like, you know, they've had like three or four TV matches as a team. So I, I'm going to be mad if all of these random draws are people who are actually like, associated in some way because i i want some like real like random ass teams in there like obviously i don't want them to actually do a blind draw (laughs) although that would be interesting too but i just want like you know just people who have nothing to do with each other and they're like you make a story out of that yeah yeah you'd think if they're including all these like related teams up front maybe they'll sort of fill in with some less related ones. Although I do wonder if that means that it's going to be clear in the brackets, like who's going to advance. But 
Well, that's the thing. So that is the benefit to having like feuding people as partners, because even if like on paper, you could say that like, you know, whoever Adam Cole and MJF face, it's like, well, you know, they're MJF and Adam Cole. It's the world champion and his number one contender. They're probably going to, they might win this tournament, Mm -hmm. but there is that element of like, yeah, but they hate each other. So one of them might like MJF could like just decide to screw Adam over Mm -hmm. and, in this first round and then you get you get a big upset you know so there's that aspect of it yeah that's true um but you're right it would be nice to see some some teams where there's no prior connection like give me give me vikingo and lance archer as a team it's just like <gasps> big you know, and little. Like that. that'd be yeah. so fun yeah lance could throw him yeah i will die if that gets announced because that just seems like you, you gotta. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. I did not I did not write that down. But uh, do we know how many teams total are going to be in the Eliminator? Did they ever say that? Or are we just sort no, of... they didn't say that. They did tell us, I think on either... I think on Collision, they told us that they were going to tell us, like, the whole bracket for the tournament last night. And they certainly didn't do that. So I don't, I don't know what they're doing with this thing. That's freaking liars. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, now that that's out of the way, though. Now we go to the main event. It's Darby, Sting, versus Sammy and Jericho. I'm sorry, Painmaker. Uh, it's a tornado tag match where anything goes, but the finish must happen in the ring. Um, I'm just going to go to the end because I feel like you're probably going to have some stuff to say about the content. Sting. Taps out Chris Jericho with the Scorpion Deathlock. The crowd was into this. Again, probably could have been louder. So I think miking issues are, I think, the thing. But how did you feel about this match? There's one spot in particular I feel like we have to talk about because it's absolute insanity (laughs) that it it even was allowed to happen. (laughs) It it was okay. Like, you know, it it was... I I had fun watching it. The could have died. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's he is clearly nuts uh, at this point in his life and um, probably knows the end of the career is soon. So might as well do some crazy shit. I. I was in disbelief that. That once it was clear that he was actually going to jump, that they had set the tables up so far away. Me, too. I'm like, that's a pretty far distance to cover. Yeah. And by God, he almost got there. He did. He did. He 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 got there. He got close enough that it didn't look completely ridiculous. But I I I did apparently. So he cut a promo for the live crowd afterwards, and said that he's he's like I think my lips going to take some stitches, and I pretty sure I have a uh, uh, a tooth that's about halfway knocked out. <gasps> <laughs> oh. Yeah, but I had to do it for you fans here in Hamilton. <laughs> So staying, you know, out there just living his best wrestling life as he as he heads into the sunset. It's it's uh you know, that's the way I'm choosing to look at it. He's he is uh he's he's doing what he loves and destroying himself in the process. But hey, he's had a, he's had a good run. Yeah, yeah, I had I had no issues with the match. Um I just when Darby climbed that ladder, I'm like, oh yeah, this is obviously Darby. And then Sting climbed it, and then Darby was just like, okay, man. Um, I was ready to be like, is this show going to get cut off? Like, 
is an old man going to die here? Um, you know, the funny thing is, for the second, um, like, time in, what, four days? Yeah, Sunday and then Wednesday. Uh, Sting had a match where something, <laughs> something went awry with him. And he had to, like, fairly quickly recover and get back in the ring to do a spot. Um, <laughs> like, yep, yep. Because this time I just thought, like, oh, okay, well, now, like, Darby and Jericho will do the finish. And then, no, no, Sting, <laughs> Sting had to get up and get in there and hit the Jericho with that scorpion death drop. Yeah, but first he had to crawl to the corner mm-hmm. as Jericho had him. In the, uh, not the code breaker. The, uh, the, um, the lion tamer. The lion tamer. Crawl through the corner as Excalibur's like, there's no rope breaks. He can't, you know, get out of this. Get the bat. Hit Jericho with the bat. Climb up and reverse the move so that he had Jericho in the scorpion deathlock. And it's just like, that's a lot after you went through a table, bud. (laughs) And your mouse pouring out blood. Which I didn't realize his lip was all busted up with the paint. It was hard to tell. It's just like, oh, he's bleeding from the mouth. Oh, good for him. But also, please don't die. That's a lot. That is That's, a lot. That poor That's man. Um, but yeah, I, it was, I thought it was a, it was fun. I mean, I, I, I liked the show. I liked the show. I liked. I thought there were like, a, you know, several good matches on it. I really liked all the storyline stuff in the the Elite versus Dark Order match. So, yeah, I think looking like I like the show. I guess looking at the the lineup and talking through it, I guess it is kind of random as a a post Forbidden Door show, and maybe that's why people didn't bother looking that they didn't know the card, and then when you see it. It's kind of a bunch of random. Well, when, you think, when you think of it that way, as like, if 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 the idea of pay-per-view is that you get closure on things and then you move on to the next thing, that's not what this show was. No. This show was like, at least like in some of the big matches, like the, um, it was, it was just like continuation of Elite and BCC. It was continuation of Jericho and Sting. It was continuation of of Moxley and Takeda, you know, and uh, Ishii in the in the opener, so it was it was really just like nothing was really settled at <laughs> Forbidden Door, you know. Um, we we just we just keep going, and and I I do really my ideal of a pay per view is like, okay, pay per view happens, and then TV the next week is like fresh slate, new program starting. Yeah. 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 Oh, I. I... I'm still perturbed by the the ratings because it <laughs> it was random, but it was like an entertaining show. I did not dislike the matches that happened. It just it definitely is not what I would looking at it now. It's it like you said, it's just it's not the way I would expect it to be post big yeah. pay per view. Well, we shouldn't you know we should not worry about the ratings yet. Like like it, it's probably just a weird fluke aberration thing one week you know if it's like three weeks in a row down in like the under 0.25 then i'd be like oh let's not you know but until then it's just sometimes there are weird variances you know yeah go figure 
yeah. best pay-per-view ever and then worst ratings since 2020. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what probably happened is so many people ordered the elite edition of AEW Fight Forever, which gave them access to the game a day early. And so they were all just so busy playing Fight Forever. You know, you're, they, you're they, probably right. They missed Dynamite, you know. They so like just like talk about a backfire. They're like, oh, I was so busy playing as Kenny Omega, I didn't even go see if he was on my TV. Yeah, see, like the game is clearly so successful. What they should probably do is they should just like somehow like lock the servers from eight to ten on Wednesdays and uh, Saturdays. <laughs> And With just, like a, just throws up a reminder says go watch go watch dynamite go watch Columbia. yeah <laughs> don't forget that message of like yeah. what are you doing playing video games <laughs> let tony khan write a tweet that shows up mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah oh that is something i'm excited about i have seen in career mode you're uh you're if you do your you know you take your created player through it you do you do get the you are all elite graphic so oh my god <laughs> i mean you kind of have to, right? Like, yeah, yeah. That's the goal. That is the goal. Uh, but yes, again, uh, more on that tomorrow night with our buddy Jason. I'll be doing a show with him. Um, I think all that's left for us is the Elite Beat plug of the week. And Ooh. I'm going to go ahead and go first, if that's okay with you. Yes, please. Um, my plug of the week is for Xbox Game Pass subscribers if you are one uh like i am and like i think megan still is um maybe no i have the remainder of my month but i did cancel (laughs) because i haven't been using it and i can jump back on that is fair yeah but for uh game pass subscribers right now one of the things that you get on game pass is a series of perks and it's usually not stuff that I use, but every it's, it's stuff. It'll be stuff like here. You get like three free my team packs for Madden, or or you get like here have I, I don't know some like horse armor for <laughs> for uh, uh, whatever game that was for that Madden. had the horse armor controversy. Yeah, for Madden. Yeah, for horse armor men. Um, but other times they'll have like trials for streaming services and things like that. Like they often have like. You know, free month of Hulu if you're a new subscriber or something like that. Um, or like Peacock or or I think there was even one like for Discord, like you have three free months of their premium service. Um, uh, but what they had this month that I did take advantage of was they had a three month free trial of DC Universe Unlimited, which is DC Comics, uh, you know, streaming comic subscription service. Um, it stated that it was for new accounts only, but I redeemed it anyway and it worked. So, um, (laughs) I am, I am on that. So I would say, even if you've had it before, I would say, go check it out. If you have, if you want to read some, if you want to, you know, I mean, it's, you got three months to, to get in there. So have you fallen back into the rabbit hole of like, I, I know you were going hard on Batman and, uh, like pretty much every related Batman comic. Yeah, so I by the time I switched over to my Marvel subscription, which is is about to run out, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take some time away from Marvel. My plan is just to alternate them year by year, like mm-hmm. do do an annual subscription every year for the alternate one, just so I don't so I don't like burn out on one company. Um, 
and so this will be DC year or from like June to June. Um, mm-hmm. But I had already by the time I finished my subscription last year, I had finished up that. I was actually working on the new Fifty Two. Um, oh yeah. Thing and I got I don't know I got quite a ways into that and I kind of burned out on that um, because because I was committed to reading every single title in order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what I am actually doing now is I have gone back to Superman because I um, I got up to the point where he becomes an energy being. And that was the storyline that made me stop buying Superman comics <laughs> in the in the 90s. And <laughs> I've decided, like, you know what? It looks like I, I was kind of, like, going through the covers. the um, the um And I was saying, like, okay, he does become real regular Superman again at some point. It looks like this lasts about a year. So... <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just going to read it. I'm going to I'm going to confront my demons and I'm going to read through this whole stupid storyline and then eventually he'll be the Superman I like again. If it lasts a year, how many issues is that? Is it a one month one per month issue release or was it like weekly or like So they had like they had four Superman titles at that time and then one that was quarterly. So it actually will be. So it's and they did the they did they did the four monthly and then one quarterly so they could have a Superman comic out every week of the year. So, so you got fifty two so issues, uh, roughly fifty two <laughs> issues of Energy Superman to uh to go through there. But uh, I'm 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 up for the challenge. Okay, well yeah. maybe so again, Game Pass free trial of uh, DC Comics Unlimited. It's a really it's a really real it's really good on the iPad. I'll say that. Yeah, I had Marvel on the iPad, and oh, it's just like the perfect device for reading comics. <laughs> like, Megan, there's you know, there's time left in your subscription with Game Pass. You can go claim that perk. Maybe I will. Okay. Seems like a good idea. I mean, yeah. I've never had the DC Universe before, so I can't imagine that they would deny me. No, my I shot. think you would. I think you would definitely get through if I did. Okay, I'll check that out. I'm into yeah. it. How about you? What's your plug of the week? Uh, well, I haven't been doing much new stuff, um, but I did start watching uh, a show on Netflix, which I still have through. I think I got charged again. I was going to cancel, and then I got charged again. <laughs> so I'm going to have that another month. Uh, but I started watching I Think You Should Leave, which is a oh yeah a comedy sketch show. Yeah. Um, and... So there's six episodes, there's three seasons, six episodes each, and there are like 16 minutes, I believe, each. So it's a real quick watch. And the humor, like, it's so weird. <laughs> like, I like it. I don't think it's for everybody, but it's funny. And the beauty of it is, like, if you don't like a sketch, it's going to be over in like five minutes. M- tops. And so they just kind of move quickly through but I think it's funny. I think it's kind of dark for some of them. Some of them are dark, but I I find myself like laughing hysterically at things that I'm like, I shouldn't be laughing at this. This is but it's weird. I don't I don't know that I'm selling it. It's like a very specific kind of comedy. Check it out. Yeah, I I really like uh I think you should leave. Um I, I watched I haven't watched the third season yet. I watched the first two seasons though, and I, I really enjoy it. I wasn't at all familiar with Tim Robinson before. 
that yeah. i know he had like an snl stint um about 10 years ago for like i think i think he did like two or three seasons as a writer and performer and then he had a comedy central show called detroiters that um is was very well liked but it was it was on Comedy Central in an era where YouTube TV did not have any of the Viacom channels. So I never really had a way to watch it. Um, um, they have them now, but you know, that show has been over for years, but uh, I do the thing. I, the thing I most know about Detroiters is that there is an episode that has Kevin Nash in it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so immediately approved. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard the name of the show Detroiters. I didn't know what it was about. And yeah, I too had never, or was not familiar with, um, Tim Robinson at all. Um, but yeah, I think you should leave this really funny. It's just, it's so weird. <laughs> like, have you gotten through, how much have you gotten through at this point? Um, I think I'm still in the first season. I actually just finished an episode where um, one of the things that just cracked me up hard was um, it was a skit. Like they were like playing off of, you know, like a, a Johnny Cash type of musician where he was doing covers there in the recording studio and they're like we don't really want covers we want an original and he's like okay i've got one and he very seriously starts singing about like like doing a johnny cash type of song and then tim robinson is like his guitar player and he just starts saying like and the skeletons are alive and the bones are money and it's just like so wild <clears throat> but i was cracking up that um I think that's probably like season one, episode five, maybe. They go so fast. Um, but it's very funny. And I love that Steven Yun was in like the first episode. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're not traditionally a comedy person. I like it. Yeah. I uh, think you, I, I, this has reminded me that I need to watch, uh, that I need to go back and watch uh, season three now that it's out. Yes. I, I actually, uh, I feel like some of the podcasts I listen to with comedians, it's come up where they just like mention, oh yeah, season three's out. Love it. And so I was like, maybe I should just check out the show because it, it did keep coming up on like Netflix's like for you. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but okay. Did, did, did you have so wait, cause I can't remember exactly where this one is, but have you seen the, the one with where he's the host of a, of like a prank show? No. And he wears like the prosthetic makeup. Of I have old, no. An old man. Okay. Okay. No. It must be later on. Yeah. That's like that one got like pretty internet famous for like as as a meme. Um, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh well, if it's a meme, then possibly I'll recognize it when I get to it. But yeah. yeah. I think I saw a clip of. Uh, I don't remember why. Or where, but a clip of him doing a skit where it was like The Bachelor or something, and he was yes. like only in the house because there was a zipline. <laughs> yes, yes, I I saw that on online. Um, I think it was like on Reddit via TikTok or something. I showed it to Jenny. Uh, yeah, I think that's from the new season. Okay, yeah, maybe it's, I saw it on like pretty, an Instagram it's TikTok. Yeah, yeah. he's like, I'm not using the zipline too much. That's not true. Like. I want to be here. And then there's like the, the crash montage of him just like just <laughs> on the zip line. All that. Yeah, no, that's a good shout. I, uh, yeah, I really, I really like that show. Um, <laughs> anyway. and it's, 
it, yeah, yeah, so so watchable. So quick, 16 minutes, that's nothing. That's nothing in this day and age of 45-minute shows. Yeah. And, you know, I guess in, in a way, thank God for our streaming future because it's not like, you know, a show like this. You couldn't put this on television at 16 minutes. You'd have to, like, they have you'd have to pad it out to, a, to like, a 22 minutes, you know, yeah. to fit a TV half hour. And, and you know, it's probably 16 minutes for a reason. Because it's like, I've got, like, 16 minutes of good ideas for this, for this, for this episode, you know? like Yeah. Yeah, you, like, get in, get out. And I, I like the throwback. Uh, they do, like, a 60s-style, like, music and, like, graphics between you know, different skits. Um, it felt like a variety show kind of vibe. Oh, and now I'm just thinking of the one. <laughs> there was one that was for laser spinal surgery and it was like supposed to be like an infomercial, like, you know, with a bunch of people and like, oh, I got my ability to like lift up my child and like all these positive things. <laughs> and then he kept going dark with like, I got the ability to go kick my ex-wife's boyfriend's ass <laughs> like <laughs> he said he's like also i got the ability to lift my kid over my head because i want to and his kid was like a 30 year old man <laughs> so like, why are you doing this <laughs> oh man that's pretty good yeah okay yeah that's a good that's a good one i think you should leave starring tim robinson on netflix well, Megan, I think that about covers it. Um, I presume we'll dip back in Sunday for a quick, a quick hit uh, collision recap as we see what CM Punk's been doing. See what CM Punk's doing. I hear he's on commentary on this show. Oh, does he not have a match, or is he just? He's not booked. So wow. Okay. Just I just saw somebody say that uh, I guess from the tapings that Punk is on commentary. You know, I thought he always did well on commentary. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. so we'll see. But, uh, hey, thanks, everybody, for listening. For uh, Megan and myself, uh, <laughs> this has been Elite Beat. Elite Beat. E-Elite Beat.